Direct from Music City, this is live from Nashville. Potluck and Pickin' Parlor, 
party, potluck and picking party. And so we had folks that came in from Colorado and all over Tennessee and Virginia and Oklahoma. And we just had a great time getting together and visiting and potlucking and some great jamming that was going on. Oh, yeah. And uh, Oh, yeah. 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 Talk about some great music and great talent. And one of the neat things is we had two Hall of Famers that were there, Ranger Doug Green with Riders in the Sky one of my favorite guys, and then Cowboy Joe Babcock from Hee Haw. Yes. 91 mm-hmm. years old. <laughs> yes. 91 years old, and he sang I Wash My Hands in Muddy Water. That was the hit song yes. that he had that Marty Roberts did. And he still has a great voice. But uh, we had a great time. He, yeah, we had a great time. But anyway, we're going to have a great time today on the show live from Nashville. To start things off today, we're going to be talking with Mr. John Barry, a multi-award winner. And then we're going to be joined by the girls next door in the last part of the show and uh, kind of catch up with the girls. They have a great new album out called Now or Never. And we're going to be sharing music from that and catching up with them and see what's going on. But right now, let's take a listen to a great song from Mr. John Barry. It's called Beautifully Broken. When we come back, we'll be talking with John today on Live from Nashville.
Wow. I hope our listening audience now has a feel for the caliber of artist that John Barry is. We're so pleased to have him on the show. I I had an experience of getting to hear John Barry live at a benefit concert that our friend Bobby Marquez and Jennifer Heron hosted. And John, you know, dedicated and volunteered his time to be there to help raise money for kids at St. Jude. And I've heard John's hits on the radio before, but getting to hear him live, getting to see um, his personality, he's very, you know, he's just very genuine person. And I'll tell you what, the thing that impressed me so much was his connection with his wife, Robin. She comes up on stage and sings with him. And, um, you know, it's just so nice to see to see an artist that is including his family, his wife, and his musical journey. So please welcome to our show live from Nashville, Mr. John Barry. How are you, John? I'm so good, I can hardly believe it's me. Gosh, doing great, doing great. Yeah, thanks for joining us today. So it's it's gonna be yeah, fun sharing so some music. Yeah. And talking with you. Hey, talk to us about the movie and the song Beautifully Broken. That's what we started the show with today. And uh, yeah, it, great, it, great it's song. A, a, it was produced by Chuck Howard. Uh, Chuck produced my records. That all, most, most everything you've heard me do on the radio, Chuck produced. And um, uh, he's just a great guy. And in recent years, Chuck has been making independent faith-based films and this one came along, and he called me up, and and uh, he said, hey, uh, I sent you an email of a rough cut of this movie. I'd like you to take a look at it and see if you'd like to be a part of it. He said, I'll be home tomorrow. I'm out of town. When I get home tomorrow, I'll send you the song. And I said, well, you know, Chuck, you, you know my voice better than anybody. If you think I can sing it, I'm in. He said, no, I'll look at the film. Be sure you, you like the direction of it and all that stuff. So he sent it to me, and um, I watched it and I, I was really moved. Um, matter of fact, my wife was watching something on TV in the other room, and I, I went to our bedroom and watched it on the laptop and watched this uh, this rough cut film. And of course, a rough cut film—I don't know if you know—they if you've ever seen anything like that. There's no music at all. There's no background right. music, yeah. no anything. And um, so it's a little dry as far as that part goes. But um, so I watched it, and I come walking out of the bedroom about an hour and a half later and had tears in my eyes. My wife, well, she said, what's wrong? I said, all I could do is point to the computer. She said, oh, my gosh, is it that good? I said, yeah. And uh, the she said, you need to call Chuck. And I did, but also son's father-in-law, Tim Barnett, who lives in Texas. Tim's a wonderful Christian man. And I wanted Tim to see this film and give me his thoughts on it from a faith-based perspective. Right. Make sure I'm in the lines, you know, and, and nothing weird. Yeah. I didn't see I didn't see anything. And uh, so I sent it to him. He calls me back. He said, well, if you don't sing the song, I'll do it. <laughs> so, and, but he loved it. And uh, so he said, by the way, you know, the very, that scene in the film where they, they land at the airport in Kigali, Rwanda, Africa. I said, yeah. He said, that's where we're going on our mission trip this summer. You want to go? Oh, wow. So we went. Wow. We we went to uh, Kigali, Rwanda, Africa. And um, 
if, if for, for your listeners who have not seen this movie, it's a true story. It takes place in the mid-90s during the uh, Rwanda genocide. Um, and we hear the word genocide a lot on the news lately with um, yes. you know, what's going yeah. on in Israel and, and, and these Middle Eastern countries. And and I'm not sure what they mean by genocide when I, when you talk about the Rwanda genocide. This film opens just about the opening scene is different factions going through the town slaughtering the other the other people from the other factions. Oh. Oh, wow. Families, children, oh. moms, dads, grandparents. It is really difficult to watch. And <clears throat> and it's the and what's amazing about this film is the three families, two in Rwanda and one in in Brentwood, Tennessee, and how God uses the three of those to save each other's lives in different ways. One figuratively, and it was a couple a couple figuratively, one literally. And it's wow. really, in a, it's just amazing. And um, I, I I just can't. You know, people, you can still find it on on uh, different platforms. And it's called Beautifully Broken, and and uh, the song Beautifully Broken. Of course, I loved it when I heard it. Um, a couple of crazy facts about that song: it's the last song in the movie, and it's sung by three different people. <laughs> wow! There's three versions. Yeah, there's three versions at the end of the film, and I'm one of them. I'm the very last one. So if you want to hear me sing, you got to listen to the very end of the movie. <laughs> wow! <laughs> the very end. Wow! And uh, wow. well, I'm gonna. But, Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I'm going to encourage everybody to get the movie and watch it. I I actually watched it a few years ago and it's, 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 it's awesome. And, uh, and and the effect that it has to be something. Yeah. We went with, uh, my, my, my son-in-law, my son's father-in-law's church, uh, group to Rwanda and we landed at that airport. And the very first thing we did is we went to, the museum and memorial for those that lost their lives in the genocide in 1994. And, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, when I, when I, I heard them talking about it, I'm like genocide in 1994, I didn't ring a bell. And, um, mm-hmm. um, so, cause I, I mean, you know, it just, there wasn't the news coverage like we have now and, um, True, yeah. You know, I was I was I was busy raising babies and having number one songs and out touring and you know I, I just wasn't aware of what, what was going on on the other side of the world and these people, um, what they were going through and uh, but it, it's it's but we went to the museum and the memorial and it was breathtaking to go through and read the stories, but the most overwhelming part is when you exit and you walk out into this beautiful flower garden, beautiful African flowers and, you know, foliage that we don't see around here in Tennessee. And, uh, and, and amongst the flowers, there were these three huge concrete slabs, each one about the size of a tennis court. Wow. And when you get to the end, you read it and it says here buried under this 
surrounded by flowers underneath the slabs of concrete are a quarter of a million Rwandans who lost their lives. Oh, my, oh gosh. my goodness. Oh my gosh. I had no idea it was that many people. Oh, my yeah. gosh. And, and it's, just, it's just horrific. And, uh, uh, and, and the country is still dealing with it. They're still dealing with the, the, that, that plight that happened to their country. And, and they don't talk about it. They, they, don't, they, uh, they don't talk about tribes there much anymore. It's a matter of fact, some period of time may still be illegal. They were not allowed to speak tribal stuff. And, and uh, mm. but anyway, but the film is quite inspiring, and it shows the, the power of God to overcome. And uh, uh, so it's pretty remarkable. I hope people will see it and be blessed by it. Well, beautifully broken, the film and the song by John Barry. And... Uh, yeah, we're going to talk more with John, but right now I want to get to more music from the album, Find My Joy. And the next song that we're going to do, John, is uh, Something Bigger Than Me. Can you share anything about this song? Well, this is a song that Steve Dorff wrote. Um, Steve produced the record. And he, he produced it, and didn't. And he was at a recording session with Utah Symphony. And... Um, Sessions like that are union sessions, and so the, the, the musicians are hired to be there for a block of time. If they get finished early, they just have to sit there and talk to the tuba player. I don't know. They can't leave. Oh, wow. <laughs> and uh, so this particular day, they got finished about 30 minutes early, and Steve said, hey, guys, I've got a, uh, I got a song, some charts. Let's see if we can get a pass or two done on this song. And, and it's 30 minutes we got left. So they pass it around. We're talking about full symphony here. Big, big yeah. And um, they passed out these charts, and they ran through it one time, and then they recorded it one time, and that's all the time they had. And he didn't know what he was going to do with it. And uh, I got – so when we started putting this record together, he was playing songs for me that he'd written, and I heard that, and I was like, well, dang, dang. Yeah. And we got to use those tracks. And uh, wow. it was quite remarkable. And uh, That is remarkable. So it's, just a, it's a beautiful, beautiful piece of music. And – just speaks to the fact that that we are not alone in this world. That that, uh, that there is something bigger than us. That that is the God who created us and loved us and sent Jesus to make a way for us to come to Him. And uh, so it's pretty awesome. It's a pretty awesome song. This is something bigger than me. We're talking with John Barry today on Live from Nashville. Yesterday I laid in my bed And made up my mind to stay there instead Of fighting the same old fight That I always lose by night Somehow sometime mid-afternoon As the sunshine lit up my room Something made me sigh And get up for one more try Something bigger than me Braver than me Helps me to face the day Helps me to find my way It makes me believe that I'll be okay Something greater than me 
27th year doing our little run of shows and uh, so we have 15 this year and uh, so it's for getting the bus ready and um, getting uh, all the staging stuff squared away the rehearsals 
other uh, guys are rehearsing. They've got their set list and getting their music mm-hmm. all together. And we've got rehearsal. Uh, we start the Sunday before Thanksgiving, and we rehearse uh-huh. all week. And then uh, the first show is Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. How big of um, how many people are? How many musicians are you performing with? There are six of us on stage, and uh, and then we do have uh, we we on some of the the stuff. Uh, some of the music from the um, uh, we do a two part show we we do our hits and whatever our most recent project is that being Find My Joy we'll do some songs yeah. off that and being that that album was recorded with a lot of we had a 45 piece string orchestra on that album so we'll have those with us digitally and because uh, I, try, I tried to get them to go on the bus but they refused and, they um, refused they said no <laughs> yeah. no ain't no way and uh, so, uh, but then uh, we, we've got a great light, lighting rig and sound rig and, and a, crew, group, a group of guys that have been crewing for us that are awesome. And so we'll get out there and have a big time. Sounds wow. like more than one bus to me. No, it's one bus. <laughs> wow, that's it's, impressive. Uh, it should be. It should be. But it's, uh, so let me see, there's, <laughs> there's, there's six uh Seven, eight, nine. There's ten of us. So, and the bunk sleeps uh, twelve. So, <coughs> oh, there is Bentley, our dog. So, so, so there's some room. Yeah, we, there's some room. We have to take Bentley. We've got a black golden doodle, and he's he's our our tour dog. So, gotta have that. Oh yeah. Well, twenty seven, twenty seventh season for the Christmas shows is pretty amazing. But what is Christmas like? For the John Berry family at home. Well, it used to be uh, we used to live north of Athens, Georgia, and we had a farm up there, about a hundred. Well, I say farm; it's just a big piece of land. The only thing we raised was horses and kids, so um, it was mainly just to, we just enjoyed the property. And, and yeah. um, we, we, my mother-in-law Carol, lived next door to us, and. Uh, uh, sweet, sweet, sweet person. We we lost her uh, a year and a half ago. Uh, she's eighty nine and lived a, lived a wonderful life. We'll, we miss her, but um, we uh, our favorite thing was on Christmas Eve having our hay ride, and, and we had a hay wagon, and we'd load all the kids up on that, and we'd have friends and family from all over come and join us, and and it was, we'd go around and the kids singing songs and. Just having a big time, and oh, heaven forbid, a, a airplane fly over with a red light flashing. The young one swore <laughs> through it all. And uh, so, so, but we'd we'd round up on a hayfield, our hayfield across the street from our house, and where some of the guys would have a bonfire going, and it was just just spectacular. That's probably oh, the thing I miss most about living out there. Wow! 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 Neat, 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 neat. So, how big a family do you have? Of course, Robin is like well, Robin your soulmate. Have, uh, we have three children. Well, it used to be children. Uh, they're all grown up now, and um, each one of them married. Our daughter Taylor Marie's our oldest, and she and her husband live in Florida. Uh, she's a flight attendant with Delta Airlines, and they don't have any children. They're they're practicing. So we'll see if that happens. Soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and then our 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 middle child, Sean. He and his wife, Kayla, 
uh, have our first grandchild, our granddaughter, uh, uh, Sean and Kayla's daughter's name is Olivia Joy. She's three, and okay. she's her 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 mama is gorgeous. Her dad's handsome as he can be, and she got all of it. Oh wow! She got all of it. Wow. She is absolutely adorable. Oh, and uh, matter of wow. fact, she's already she's already been asked she's been asked to do modeling for local stores for children's stores. Oh wow! But wow, so how neat! She's a beautiful child and sweet girl, sweet child. And then our youngest son, Kalen, and his wife, Kayla. That's right. Both of my daughters okay. are named Kayla. Um, <laughs> Not the, planned uh, at all. No. No, no. The, the kids are trying to make it easy on dad. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So. We, um, uh, they've got a little boy named Isaac James, and I, they live four miles from us, and I get to see him almost every day, and he is Papa's little buddy, and he loves his mama, Aww. he loves his daddy, he loves his grandmother, which is called Birdie, and he loves Birdie, but <laughs> Papa is the man. Uh, all right. Papa is the all man. right. Yeah, all right. Because Papa, jo- Papa drives a Jeep, and Papa's got a bus. So oh, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's it. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. So, well, these kids but, and grandkids, and and, uh, and I got my first great-great-grandson, John. Come on. And his name is Trip. Yeah, yeah, great-grandson. So I don't know how that happened. That's awesome. But, yeah, Man. but it's pretty cool. Time, it like pretty like cool. Tracy Lawrence says, like Tracy Lawrence says, time marches on. Oh yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I can't believe this is like November tomorrow. It's uh, I don't know where the year is yeah. gone, but uh, but it gets by. the The older I get, the quicker it goes. Find my it's joy tough. is the name of the album. And uh, how did you go about selecting the songs for the album? Because we're going to get to find my joy next. But how did you select songs for the album? Well, I I, I did six classic hymns, hymns that I grew up listening to. Okay. Hymns that I just loved, and then we thought we would add some songs that still f- had that feel about them, that were um, uh, not old feeling, but just had that spirituality about them. Mm-hmm. More of a sacred hymn. Yeah, yeah, because all the ones we did, the six we did, were sacred hymns. And, we want songs that like something bigger than me that had a great message, but still was a beautiful melody. And um, so, so we, you know, we, we to find my joy was actually written by Steve Dorff, who met my, my manager Brian Smith also represents Steve. And okay. Brian had sent me that song, and earlier that you know in 2019 I had throat cancer, and. Yeah. Um, I, I had radiation and chemotherapy. I lost about 80 pounds and had a feeding tube from February till November. And um, I was a miserable son of a gun. Um, I didn't want anything to do with anybody. I was miserable. And I was in the wrong place. Because no matter what yeah. your circumstances are, you know, your circum- everybody's got circumstances. You know, mm-hmm. somebody lost their house. You know, somebody's house burned down last night. Kids, yeah. they don't know what they're doing. Somebody's right. somebody's lost a loved one. You know, people have got people have lost their jobs. <laughs> we can't find our joy in in our daily circumstances. And we just can't. And um, yeah, they. Uh, so we had to find our joy 
in, in, in Christ. That's the only way. And, uh, uh, and, and that, so when I saw this song that's, that Brian sent me that Steve had written, it was called Find My Joy. And I said, what joy? I couldn't even listen to it. I deleted yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I put it in trash. He kept wow. badgering me. I finally went and retrieved it. And I listened to it, and it blew me away. Blew me away. And uh, that's when I started talking to Steve about, because, you know, Steve's done movie soundtracks and written for songs for movies and for big artists like Celine Dion and other people. And just, just, just he's one of those guys. And so we just got talking yeah. about what else he might have. And, and then, you know, he had other songs that he'd written, and we started talking about him producing the record. And he did. He did a tremendous job. So. Well, wow. it is a great it is a great album. Find my joy is the title cut. Let's take a listen to that and come back and talk more with John Berry in just a moment on live from Nashville. Do you love remain 
It is. 
And Lord, hate the day when my faith shall be silent. The clouds be rolled back like a scroll. The Yeah. And we've been just we, playing we got 
we got to visit with the Doris uh, some on Sunday night. She came over to our potluck and picking event, and uh, weren't you guys doing some recording? (laughs) Yeah, Doris, weren't you doing some recording or something? Well, we did. We were there to do it. We did a a TV show that week uh, that will air next year, uh, a Christian TV show. and then we'll, then we were also there recording a Christmas song because we want to, you know, we don't re- want to release a new single until after the first year after the holiday. So we were trying to yeah. get a Christmas song recorded so we could have something streaming during the holidays. So that's what we yeah. did. And we were all together last week. And, and that's been a little bit different this time, Gary, because, you know, before when we were Girls Next Door, we all lived in Nashville. And now right. I live in Oklahoma and Tammy lives in North Carolina, but all of our families are still there. So that makes it when we go, we get to – it's double – good for for us for Tammy and I cuz we get to be with our families and also we make it yeah. a, we try to make it as important and and um as we try to make every moment count for what we're doing yeah and and try to do as much for girls next door as we can and it, whether it be interviews or singing together or or recording something or doing a facebook live we try to just really be be diligent in doing that yeah, yeah. And and I do want to mention Tammy, our sympathy is extended to you and your family. You just lost your mother. And uh and she was here in Mount Juliet, Tennessee, wasn't she? Yes, she was. Thank you, Gary. Yes, she was. It'll be uh, a month on the 2nd. So, um I it's it was a big loss, but she is with our Lord and Jesus and God our Father and she is whole again. So, it's, it was very difficult, but uh, we we have we grieve with hope because we know yeah. she's with Christ and we'll see her again. So thank you very much. Amen, amen to that. Mm-hmm. But our sympathies are with you. And she was a talented singer. I mean, you came by it honestly, didn't you? I sure <laughs> did. Her family. Um, she. I'm third generation, and then there's a fourth coming up behind us of. Uh, some of my relatives whose kids are now doing it, but my mother was with wow. the Singing Wills family there out of Fort Worth, Texas, and a lot of them are still still cranking. A lot of my cousins are still doing it. The Inspirational Quartet, they're they've got songs on the charts right now in the in the Southern Gospel genre. And so yes, it is something that's in our blood, and we all started really early, like five and six years old. So um, she was an amazing talent, and yes, I, I'm very thankful that I got those genes. Well, we're grateful for that. And Cindy, did I just see you? Were you down in Florida or somewhere having a ball? I was. <laughs> I was at Orange Beach, which is just down, I mean, like a half a mile from Florida where we stay. For uh, Mike and I just celebrated 41 years for our anniversary. Congratulations. So, thank you. Congratulations. That's a long time. I say that is a long, long time. I've almost got him broke in just like I want him. You know, I, t- I shared that the other day. Uh, three years, Mary Kay and I have been married now, and she's just about got me trained. But oh, uh, Mary Kay, 40, you know, 41 years, luck, I, I ain't going to make it. Yeah, I, I won't make it 41 years, Mary Kay. But anyway, hey, I want to get to some. I want to get to some great music. So this is a single that's been released, and uh, you know we're we're gearing today's show primarily in the gospel vein, and we started out with one of Mary Kay's great songs, "God Is in the Roses," and then of course uh, 
You girls, I'm sure, did not enjoy John Barry at all listening to part oh, of oh his oh energy. My God. Well. Oh, but, uh, amazing yeah. singer. Yeah. Yeah, cool, cool guy. And, and by the way, Cindy, he loves yeah, his favorite places on the beach. He just kept telling us, B-E-A-C-H, beach. That's where I want to be. So anyway. There you go. But uh, anyway, let's get, to, uh, let's get to a single that's been out. It's called Living in the Rain, and we're going to come back and talk with the girls next door in just a minute. You're listening to Live from Nashville. Good music. What's your process? 
<laughs> well, we have done that one, Mary Kay, for a long time. That's been one of we love singing a cappella. We love singing together, and uh, that's one that we've we've done for quite a while. And when we talked about oh, really? recording a gospel song, we thought, you know what? Let's just do that because we know it, and it's 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 an older song that uh, Jeff and Sherry Easter recorded a long time ago. But so we mm-hmm. thought we're going to put our own twist with it and put it out and see what happens. You know, so we love it. It's so fun. It's so fun to sing. It's just fun to sing. Oh, yeah. But Well, I love that y'all can just sing that a cappella. And, you know, you you just four girls pile up in a car and go and you can do it. Yes. You know? <laughs> and, that, and it is. We, we talk. We do. We love singing a cappella. But over the years with our producer, um, Tommy West, he that's one thing he instilled in us. A lot of our practice that and a lot of times in his living room it worked and yeah. we developed and now if someone throws us a song and um and we're we're trying to sing it it just all falls into place our vocal parts we just know what we're doing you know as far as that because we've done it so much it just falls right there. right oh i love that do you guys i will trip say up though and each other's harmonies <laughs> yes well, yeah. but you know mary Kay, you asked about us um Choosing songs as we now thirty yeah. years later back at it, um, we really had much more of a say in it this time around. And what we wanted to do were um, songs that were really uh, with what we could do with our experience in life, what matters to us, what doesn't matter to us anymore, and the the um, just what we want to inspire and say, and really what we're you know we're not. On the out on the town hunting down men anymore because we're all happily married, so we're not going to be singing those kind of songs. <laughs> but you Thank know, it's, it's that from even our first single to the Christian stuff to all of that, it's it's about really, uh, it's really good music that we we had an opportunity now to make those choices and to really make it believable and relatable to where we are in life now. Well, you know, it really and, comes across. And, it, it feels heartfelt, and that message is so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. And yeah. I, I'm going to add to Tammy, I yeah, think yeah. it's funny when we started letting people know that we were looking for material. It was funny, some of the stuff that we got at first, and we're going, okay, we need to, they need to send us age-appropriate things. And <laughs> it was kind of funny that some of the material that we got, we go, oh, yeah, we can see us doing that. Not. <laughs> so, oh, gosh. <laughs> You know, um, Gary's got a great lineup of songs. Gary, should we head out to the next song? Yeah, I want to get to uh, talk. Talk us about Shades of Grey. That is that is such oh. a great song. This is our new favorite. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'll talk about it because my baby boy wrote it. <laughs> All right, I thought so. He's not a baby I thought so. Before, but yeah. Chris, um, we actually commissioned him to write this song, basically. I mean, I did. I said, Chris, we need something that's, you know, going to represent us well at our our seasons in life and where we are and with our families and and all that stuff. And so he got with um, two other uh, writers. And it's amazing that, you know, how intuitive they were about this stuff. And... um, I, you know, I can't wait for you to see the video because it's just, you know, it's touching. And, well, it's real touching because my grandbabies are in it. But, but <laughs> you know, I think it, it 
represents us well. Um, it's you know it, it when we play it for people, especially people that are in our demographics. Um, right. The response is almost always tearful. You know, it's like it takes them to that place where they're reminiscing or they're thinking about their life, and and it you know and that's just what music was made for and made to do. So, exactly, you know, exactly. we just hope it touches people. I mean, we cried. So we, it took us forever to get, well, when they were doing the, the tracks for it, because the tracks are so beautiful. We, we know, because everybody knows, you know, everybody knows each other's kids and, and we just, we were crybabies too, you know, it was, it's just a real touching <laughs> song and um, I'm very proud, very proud of it. Well, this is a great song. It's Shades of Grey. We're talking with the girls next door today on Live from Nashville. Heard around the world on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most other streaming platforms. Just search for Equestrian Legacy Radio. up at her hair and I'd whisper quietly where'd all the color go gray is a light she just smiled and pulled me close rocking slowly in her chair told me take a closer look cause the color's always
Sitting here running my fingers through my shades of gray on there. Gary, we all. I'm telling you, I go I back and I look at. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, this is Diane. I just wanted to uh, two things, but the first thing I wanted to say was I really need to mention the writers on that. That's Chris Faust. That's my son, and Shane Grove is uh, a writer up he lives up north somewhere and he's been our biggest cheerleader he has been so um supportive and he posts everything for us and and another writer david wade they are the writers on that and i was going to tell you a story about ben with his shades of gray all right he said told somebody 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 said hey ben you know ben said something about having salt and pepper hair that's what it was and I said, honey, if you think there's any pepper in that salt. <laughs> 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 oh, gosh. Well, I, I, it's kind of funny because mine used to be, but it is no more. You know, it's just all salt. So, anyway, great, great, great song. Great, great song. But anyway, you, you girls so have just really been getting out there and uh, and, and doing some great things. So, Cindy, you did the, um, what was it, Sunday morning after the CMA Fest this year? You guys performed there? Yes, we did. Sunday morning country at the Opry House, and that was a treat for us just to go back in the Opry House. was was very surreal (laughs) after all those years. So it was really, uh, it was a treat. It It was really a treat to us. And we got to do Sunday morning country like 30 years ago. So to be asked back, we were very honored as well. So it was mm-hmm. a great day. It was, a great, it was actually a great week because the first single had just been released that same week. Uh, what's this thing you've got, to, got about leaving? The first single this go around, I should say. And then we got to top it off with doing the things at the Opera House. So, yeah, it was it was really fun. You know, that when you said that was 30 years ago when you were on there, it's like, I, I don't know where time goes, you know. I, I don't. I don't know about you girls. I don't think that I'm that much older. But when I look in the mirror, I am, and uh, that's when I see those shades <laughs> of gray. You know. I agree. Right. Strange deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know yeah. where it's going, but it's going there fast. It is <laughs> going. I'm, I'm just glad I've still got some hair that I can look at and say it's still gray, but. Uh, oh. But anyway, that's that's a good thing. So, Tammy, you did uh, you guys yeah. did some performances with uh, is it Chandra? Chandra Pierce, yes. Um, we know her from Opryland, where we all met thirty something years ago, yeah. really closer to forty. And we, um, Chandra, had just reached out and been following us because she's always been a fan, even back in the eighties, and she had just said something about maybe we should do some shows together. So we reached out to her and just said, we would love to, what makes sense? And she said, how about, it? actually we had about a month to kind of get it all together. And we did two shows with her, uh, the 1st of October 
and it was just amazing to to be with her fans and her group of people who became our group of people, and it was just wonderful. And more than anything, we just look at the opportunity to minister because she is all about the kingdom growth, sharing the gospel, and to be a part of that it was just um, it, it was very impacting and very humbling and all of the above. So we had a great time, and she's just a hoot. I mean, a hoot. So all of the, everything you want to do about a gig was there that those two nights. Oh, yeah. that's great. And yeah, it's such great crowds. I mean, I saw some of the photographs of some of the crowds, and it's, it's amazing oh, the yeah. number of people that come out for those concerts. Well, she's the top-selling female comedian of all time, so she has a great – group of people that support her and follow her. She's in Greece this week with um, Huckabee because he does a lot of tours and she goes with him. And I guess she's the, the, um, the straight man to his, uh, I mean, the funny guy to his straight man. So, <laughs> but that's what she is this week. But uh, she definitely has lots of people that love her. And um, we have for four decades and we're continuing to love her and hope that maybe next you will get to do some more work with her because it, it was just a wonderful experience. Oh, that's great. That's great. Well, this next song is a little bit on the humorous side to me. And it's <laughs> If God Was a Woman. If God Was a Woman. So, so Doris, how did this come about? How did this song come oh, about? Oh, wow. Well, we went round and round about it, Gary, because we thought, oh, we don't want to offend anybody. We don't, want, but but we we really thought about it. And you know what? It it's a fun. That you're exactly right. This is a fun song. It's kind of tongue in cheek because we think about it as women, and we thought that we, this would be a great crowd, a song for like Shonda's crowd or women's conferences or something like that. Because you're definitely not making fun of God, but you're saying, you know what? These are the things that would be different if God was a woman. You know? <laughs> and yeah. So we can look at it that way. It's fun, fun, fun. And uh, we did. We had a great time recording it. And we also, um, um, several folks have told us that this would be a great branding when we um, do release it for T-shirts and things like that, that we could do a lot of merchandising yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. with that. I so, can see that. It just, it's yeah. just really fun. And we could, hit, we could see the women just going crazy, you know, because just, you know, the remote would be on mind. You know, we wouldn't have to wear makeup. Our skin would be perfect. You know, our hair would not gray. All those <laughs> things that women work so hard that you guys really don't understand. You know? <laughs> I don't, I don't, I have no clue. I have no clue. <laughs> But uh, anyway, this is If God Was a Woman. If God Was a Woman. This is The Girls Next Door. We'll be back in just a moment. Green. 
Girls Next Door 2.0, and uh, Now or Never I thought was a great, a great deal. Yeah, Now or Never, Now or Never. Well, we're going to close out this uh, this show today. Yeah, we're going to close the show out with Waters Down, and uh, be sure and visit their website, visit them on social media, stream them, because people count those streams, and that that's a big, yeah. big, big value added benefit yeah. to them. So anyway, but anyway, thank you girls a lot for being with us. We thank love you. Thank you, Gary. Thank, thank you, Gary. Thank you, so thank you Gary. Yeah, we you love you. You are so welcome. Thank you. Love you guys. Oh, we right. sure do. Thank, thank for- you. All right, water's down. The girls next door will be right back. Well, we all went down to the riverbank. The Mississippi sure was low. A killer drought was burning us out, and things were starting to show.
Waters Down Girls Next Door and Mary Kay Holt. What a sinking mm-hmm. fun show today. Really. <laughs> How lucky are we? How lucky are Did we? Did you have any fun? To... Did you have any fun, darling? Oh, yes, I had a blast. You know our oh, audience gosh. didn't get to hear it, but when we said goodbye to the girls next door, um, it was lots of goodbyes. Just goodbyes, goodbyes everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, well, they're a lot of fun to have on, and and so much fun visiting with John Berry, and uh, such a yeah. talented guy. And uh, and if you have not done it, you need to go out and see uh, the movie Beautifully Broken. So look that thing up, and uh, it's a great movie, and it will move you. But anyway, so much fun today, and uh, be sure and join us next Thursday for the Campfire Cafe. Excuse me, Campfire Cafe in Saddle of America, starting at noon Central Standard Time. And then, as always, join us for Live from Nashville right here, beginning at noon Central. You can catch all of our shows on iHeartRadio. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most streaming platforms to search for Equestrian Legacy Radio. And you can always find us at our website at equestrianlegacy.net. Well, Mary Kay, we're going to close the show with a great song from Doris Merritt called The Place Where I Worship. And uh, Doris and her husband, Mike, were Group of the Year with the International Country Gospel Music Association a couple of years ago. Doris was the female vocalist, and this is from their album, Detours. We're going to close you with this, the place where I worship. We'll see you next week on Live from Nashville.
where I worship is the one. 